This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. Holy Taylor Swift, what a weekend, guys. Oh my gosh. Welcome to episode 183 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast, guys. My name is Adam. And I'm Diane. And we're like itchy and scratchy today. It's just the two of us. What is the, why does that mean we're itchy and scratchy? You know, they fight, they fight, they fight, they fight, they fight, 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 fight. fight. What are you talking about? It's from The Simpsons. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, all right. All that right, well. It has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, um, we are recording fresh out of the Billboard Awards right now. Our good buddy Steve over on the East Coast is uh, taking a nap. He's sleeping. It's a little bit late, and that's fine. We'll catch up with him again next week. For this week, we've got a special edition episode for you guys. What that means is we got to talk about the big things going on right now. It's not a regular formatted episode. It's a special episode because something huge happened tonight, Diane. It did. It did. It did. It did. You're supposed to say, what was that, Adam? Well, I'm not stupid. I know what this it is was. Like, no, Everyone it's like, the whole fandom was freaking out. It's like the news anchor game. You know, like when you're a news anchor on TV. We've got some big news today. Well, what was that, Adam? So I, I have to play the dumb person. That's what you're saying. No. No, you just asked the question. Okay. What was that news, Adam? Well, which part? Because Taylor performed the 1989 set list at Rock in Rio. We were both there in attendance. And we don't even have time to talk about that this episode. That we was will... actually the minor thing for this weekend. I mean, Somewhat. essentially, yeah. I, we will talk about that in a later episode, right? We're not going to just ignore it. No, we're not blowing off Rock and Rio. Okay. It was pretty cool. It, it was basically like a Taylor Swift concert, but a lot more uh, alcohol and marijuana. It <laughs> I will say this, and it doesn't have anything to do with, like, you know, it, it does not ruin the show for people, but I felt like her performing the 1989, like, concert set at Rock and Rio, a place that was not her venue with, like, her fans, it was very weird. It felt very out of place. It was a little bit strange, it was very but strange. that's for a future episode because yeah. the big news of the weekend obviously happened at the Billboard Music Awards earlier tonight. We're recording on May 17th from here in Las Vegas. Fabulous Las Vegas. I have to do it. <laughs> anyway, so Taylor was up. Just just so we're very clear here, Taylor did have 14 nominations, but that was for 13 potential awards. She was nominated against herself in one of them. She went home with eight Eight out of 13 awards There's she took this home really funny picture of her trying to carry all her awards, and she has them, like, loop through her arms, and, you know, she's she's trying to carry all these. I guess that's what happens when you're that famous. <laughs> I guess Famous so. people problems. <laughs> no, that's just Taylor Swift problems right yeah. there. That's not even famous people problems. That's Taylor Swift problem. I can't hold all my awards. I don't have enough hands. We should start that hashtag, Taylor Swift problems. Nah. No, that would be fun. I'm doing that later. Join yeah. me if you want. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so she won eight of them. She won top artist, top female artist, top Billboard 200 artist, top Hot 100 artist, top digital songs artist, top Billboard 200 album for 1989, top streaming song video for Shake It Off, and, of course, the Billboard Chart Achievement Award. That was Woo! the one that was fan voted by us. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! We win. She, she won, actually, but yes, you're right. We were the ones that voted for her. Yeah, that's a community award. She she takes home the physical trophy, but that that one that's a community award. That one's for all of us. Oh, we all won that one. Good work, Swifties. Good work. <laughs> of course, the biggest baddest news of the night wasn't even her awards. Bad Blood music video, and what was really special about this is we all knew this music video was coming. What we didn't expect, and what completely blindsided us, was the brand new relatively remix. brand new song that came along with it it was a remix she did a whole like hip-hop version with kendrick lamar which i'd like to point out like months ago i was like i bet you taylor does a does a all hail uh, the great adam oh my gosh you foresaw that thank you you thank you you should be I'm bowing at my feet right trying now trying to flatter your ego because it needs flattery oh my goodness yes it does you're yeah, right yeah, okay. i told you itchy and scratchy we're fighting right now uh, <laughs> we got bad blood this episode. <laughs> Cause baby, now we got bad blood. Well, now it is a male female duet, so we can totally pull it off. If we could actually, if you could sing and I could rap. 
good, yes. If. So, where do we even start first? Do we want to go with the song or the video? That's what I was trying to... Um, it's difficult. because I've. Why don't we just talk about the video and try to see if we can work in the music element into it? Because Kendrick Lamar only has two verses where he raps, and the rest of the song is But they replaced normal. Taylor's two verses from the original version. So they're Wait, definitely... they did, didn't they? Yeah, they're definitely worth looking at. Taylor only does the chorus in this song, chorus and the bridge. Oh. Um, the verses are Kendrick Lamar this time around, and he's he's rapping, and it's... I don't want to say that this version is better than the original, but I really like it nonetheless. Better is not the correct word. It's different. They're both good. Yeah, they're both really good. It just depends this, on uh, what you're in the mood for, I think. This precisely. one adds a lot of, I don't want to say the word on the show, but I'm just going to say B-A. Like It just adds like that element of awesomeness. Like, Are you attitude. talking about the song or the video right now? The Well, they both do, actually, but the song, uh, the new remix of BA action going on. To clarify, I think Diane means the song is totally badass. There we go. There that we is go. a word. There we go. That's the word. We can step it up a notch now. Taylor's grown up now. We can be grown ups there's, on the show now too. There's me trying to be G-rated. <laughs> <laughs> trying. We can I'm step it up to PG. Vague. Time time for PG. If you saw that video, it's definitely time for PG. In fact, if that video were a movie, I think it'd be PG-13. Yeah, for violence. Yeah. So let's talk about the video. Seriously. That video is straight up like Mission Impossible meets Charlie's Angels meets Power Rangers Where are you mixed with like a power? touch of Tron in there. I was hearing things. So there's some sort of movie that came out in like 1997 called The Fifth. Uh, was it The Fifth Element? And it's a sci-fi movie. Where, uh, I haven't seen this movie, but I was talking to my friend before we recorded, and she said that scene where Taylor is on the table and they're like making her some sort of like super awesome tough robot. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. And, I know what you're saying. And, and she's wearing some sort of white outfit. That white outfit is looks a lot like the white outfit that the main character in the element wears yeah it's it's an old uh bruce willis movie i think i've seen yeah. parts of it um but i think that was merely coincidence i think this was a stylistic choice on the part of the director who uh was joseph khan if you guys remember he also did the blank space music video he directed that as well this one if you guys notice at the beginning says a joseph khan film Yes, it does. And it doesn't it say music by video. Taylor Swift. Yeah, produced by Taylor Swift. Now, Diane, earlier you were starting to ask me, and this is, I'm going to wrap it around to your fifth element point in okay. just a sec. You were starting to ask me, where do I get Power Rangers from? And this is where I'm saying, I think it was merely coincidence, the fifth element inspiration. And I think it's more Joseph Kahn's style. Because less than a year ago, I don't remember the exact time frame, but sometime between Blank Space and Bad Blood Music Video... Joseph Kahn did a short film that was a Power Rangers-based film where it took place in the future when all the Power Rangers, who, if you're not familiar with the series, the Power Rangers are teenagers. They're, uh, what do they call them, teenagers with attitude. You are very into this. <laughs> I love Power Rangers. Okay, so they're, they're teenagers in the actual series. Joseph Kahn does this very futuristic version of it um, where they're adults, Okay. And it's very, very similar to the action sequences and things in this video. So I think it's just his stylistic choice. I think that's where he gets it from more so than uh, Fifth Element. I mean, it could be. Maybe that was one of his favorite. I mean, I don't think he's that old. So maybe this was one of his, like, that was one of his favorite movies or something. I I don't know. Yeah. It, it could probable. be where he gets his inf information. Looking up, he's 42 years old. So okay, he's not that old. But, um, yeah, so why don't we go through and take a look at some of the major scenes? And because here's one of the things I do want to point out that's very important to notice is it's not your traditional music video. It is, in fact, a short film in itself. Um, there's characters, they have character names, and there's an actual narrative to it. it yeah, and there are it, themes to it as well. It essentially has a plot. It has a plot. It has mm -hmm. themes. It's got... Um, the themes in my mind are very much in line with the themes of the album, which is where it's supposed to be. So even though the visual elements are very different, that core feeling of like empowerment and, and the whole idea of rebirth, you know, or reinvention mm -hmm. or 
whatever word you want to choose that kind of means rebirth or reinvention, yeah. um, which are huge themes throughout the album 1989, are very, very big in this video. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it is, in fact, a narrative. So we're going to go through the different scenes, try and take a look at it, break it down, and we're going to do a video analysis for you guys. What it comes down to, because the video was so awesome. Like how your accent changed there. That wasn't an accent. It was just so awesome. <laughs> All right. So it was um, essentially a, a cameo stuffed video. You know, Taylor had all her friends, which we saw those posters coming out uh, before the video came out leading up to the actual video release. And I think that in itself is the first important thing to point out before we actually even get into the first Good scene. marketing, right? really good like she kept that video in our minds every single day with all these posters and like I was thinking you know how on earth could she do a video with all of these people like it's either going to be really weird because there's going to be so many characters that no one knows what to do with them or it's going to be very epic and I think it definitely leaned more toward the epic side it pulled off the epic yeah so well, the reason I was going to point it out is because going back to the overall theme of it with her reinvention of herself, her surrounding herself with her girlfriends has been a huge element in that reinvention. And so that on, you know, I guess a subconscious level, more or less, is something that takes place in the video. And I think that's saying something deliberate. I think that was done for a purpose. There's a reason she didn't just get female actors and that she got her friends. Yeah. Very specific Well, reason. because her friends help her feel strong. Right. Exactly. Right. Now, the video opens up with a scene where they're in an office building. Who's and they? I'm getting to it. Okay. Where they, the characters in the film, mm-hmm. are in an office building. Taylor and Selena. Taylor and, S- Taylor and Selena. <laughs> are fighting some um, sort of... Codenamed catastrophe and arson. Yes. They're fighting in an office building. Fight breaks out. They're on the same team. They're like spies or something, and they're retrieving a briefcase of some sort. And Then all of a sudden, Selena essentially stabs her in the back, dare I say it, and pushes her out a window Kicks her out a window where she falls down a high-rise, lands on a car. Mm -hmm. So taking a look at what Bad Blood as a song is about, we know that Bad Blood is about somebody in the music industry, a fellow female in the music industry, who did something to stab Taylor in the back, and the whole backstabbing thing is a theme throughout the song. So even though, again, the visual elements are very like futuristic and action movie and Charlie's Angels and Power Rangers... It's and- still essentially the same narrative. It's still someone that Taylor thought was on her side. You know, push her down. Right. Mm-hmm. I do find it very peculiar that Selena was the one chosen to be the villain. I don't think it's peculiar. I I think it makes sense because everybody knows that they're the best of friends. And so you can't really, I mean, th- they will try, I'm sure, but you can't really make a story about this saying that they are actually in real life having a fight. Well, like, of course. Like, we just know, duh, like, not. they're not, I don't know. I, I just feel like it makes sense and it was a safe choice um yeah right so the scene sets up the narrative and it it gives us that whole um two friends who became enemies due to a conflict obviously um whoever is the actual quote villain of the song i don't think is the villain because she stole a briefcase from taylor and kicked her out a window she stole something (laughs) (laughs) um but there's something else i want to say more about that scene adam is If you look at the way Taylor fights in that scene compared to the way she fights in the rest of the video, it's very different. Um, At the beginning, she, at the risk of, I don't know what other word to use except that she she fights very girly. Like, she flips her hair. She takes time to put on more, like, lip gloss. Like, it just doesn't seem as badass as the rest of the video you know are you allowed to say that on the show well you said it earlier so i figure <laughs> it's allowed <laughs> okay so i i think that's important to point out because then the next scene you go into uh some of the other characters kendrick Lynn dunham Haley Stent, steinfeld yes that word 
<laughs> in this futuristic setting and Taylor is laying on a table and they're basically transforming her. Yeah. So now you have an actual physical visual of her being transformed, essentially, where we get back to that whole concept of reinvention. And I think that's really important to look at because the real life correlation then is that Taylor was getting knocked down even as far back as as the bully from Mean and, until she finally hit a point in her life where she's like, it's my choice to reinvent myself. And in this case, it was done to her. But it was, it's still... It doesn't seem like it's anything that she's mad about. It just, it happened. It's No, it's it's in line with yeah. real life and mm-hmm. the that overall theme of the album still. You have her being reinvented, right? Well, their characters, Kendrick, Lena, and Haley, they seem very distant. You know, like, she's never in the same room with them, really, especially... Uh, the first two, and I, I don't know if maybe that means something like it has to do with fate, like it's maybe some other being that I don't, I don't know, like makes change happen or something. Do you know what I mean, Adam? Like they're they're not really present in the video. They're sort of like up somewhere. Like I don't know what they're doing exactly. Like zombie, not zombies, not zombies, but robot people. Yeah, robot people. Like they're just making change happen, but they don't really participate. Maybe on a deeper level, they represent Taylor's subconscious. Taylor is essentially doing it to herself. Yeah, you can see it like that. Because, wait, wait for it, wait for it. Here we go. Because. Because. Am I building up suspense? Because. Because, because, because. Taylor had a moment one time. One time. One time. At band camp. Where she was bombarded by paparazzi. And do you know what she did? She put on Kendrick she Lamar. She put on Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar was in her head as she was rebuilding herself. I mean, maybe that's why she wanted him as the rapper for the remix. Well, like this song could, you know, like you've said, it can be a visual of how she grew from, you know, from, into a, a stronger person this past year, year or two. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it's meant to be, and that's why all of her friends and all the people that were part of her reinvention, essentially, were in the video. Yeah. Is because it's showing a how, how it happened, how the reinvention happened, how she found herself. Oh. See what I did there? She found everything. <laughs> Has to, sorry. That they, was they'll believe to me, the they get it, they get okay. it. Okay, <laughs> okay, they get it, they get it. I don't need to explain it. Um, so anyway, after Taylor is reinvented by those folks, um, then she goes into training, right? And she's got her friend Kara, whose last name I can't pronounce, who's going to be in Paper Town Dale soon. Vine, but I could be making that up. Don't quote me. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. But, I'm wrong on everything. Um, she's there, she's got... What, she's what so it? hot, oh my God. Kara's my girl crush. I've got a girl <laughs> crush. Okay, thank you for that. I was just letting them know. And then fighting with Lily Aldridge, huh? And then the boxing with Carly Kloss stood out to me quite a bit, that training. That was really neat. Just like the way they filmed that. It started with that close-up shot of Taylor's face with that like black glove on. It's just a really cool shot. It was cool, but I hate to be nitpicky, but at the very end of her punch, her wrist kind of breaks I a little bit. I knew you were going to critique and... their punching because you <laughs> always critique me when I fake punch. And Adam, they're not stunt doubles. They're not fighters. They're just, they're trying really hard. Well, they, they pulled it off. They and pull, to the they, untrained they eye, they're awesome. <laughs> so it's okay. All right. All right. And then the motorcycles, that's where the video kind of felt Tron-like to me. Those were very futuristic motorcycles with the colors and the neon. And I think really that was meant to be a reference to her whole 1989 theme. Oh, because Tron is an 80s movie? Well, besides that, I was going to say the neon colors are very uh, similar to like what's on her website with the 1989. That was Jessica Alba, right? That was her cameo? She was somewhere. I felt like that was so rushed. The first time I watched it, I I didn't even notice. And the second time I was like, oh, that's Jessica Alba. Um, sort of like a blink and you miss it type moment. Yes, something like that. <laughs> it it was definitely hard to see a lot of them, right? Yeah, and they went by so quickly. 
And then Justice and Luna, who played them, they came they, walking on I by. I don't remember their real names, but they were Taylor, Meredith Taylor's Grey Instagram. Got to find them. And Olivia Benson on her favorite shows. Meredith and Olivia. Meredith and Olivia. And I wish so much that they would have walked by oh, with Mariska the cats. Hargitay. Yeah, Mariska Hargitay. And Ellen... Ellen something Pompeo? Pompeo? <laughs> i don't know but anyway i wish so much that when they walked by taylor they would have been holding her cats i oh, don't know ha, ha, i don't know that's that would have been really cool would they have held their corresponding cat like meredith yes, would have held meredith yes. except that the real uh meredith kitty uh doesn't, doesn't like, like people being very held. much so no, she doesn't i don't know how much that would have worked in theory though it would have been amazing maybe that's why they didn't do it <laughs> maybe if he married I, wasn't sure. she was being a diva and she wasn't cooperating i don't know right so then the video ends in a very like epic battle it's like a battle of both sides it's taylor squad and selena's squad and they're facing off and there's explosions and boom boom and it was awesome and the buildings were blowing up and it was it was really cool it was really cool um why did they blow up london i don't know but that was London that they blew up, and it wasn't very good. How do you know? How do I know? Yeah. Uh, because at the beginning, when Selena put uh, kicked Taylor out of the window, uh, Tower Bridge was in the background, and then when they blew up London at the end of the video, the skyline there was that like egg-shaped glass building, which is something that you know is in London because I don't never seen anything look like that before. I will show you a picture later, and you'll be like, "Oh, I remember that." Oh. Okay. Yeah, just letting you know it was London. Thanks for that. You're welcome. But, <laughs> I mean, that's how it ends, and that's very symbolic of Taylor confronting her issues and, and then standing up for herself, in a sense. And so, I mean, it's very fitting of the Bad Blood song and the theme of the album, and I'm sure there are so many things that we're missing, like little details. Oh, I just thought of something. Uh-oh. I just thought of something. So do you remember we were talking last week a little bit about her recent interview with Elle magazine and she mentioned the story behind Queen and how she was in London and she was thinking about how she was in the in the same place as her ex for the past like week or whatever and hadn't thought about him. Yeah. And then that was the moment when she's like, and now I'm finally clean. So maybe that's why this video is set in London. Because that was when she realized that she, you know, was finally clean. yeah was clean and found herself. I would is that well, is that a good theory? It's it's a fine theory. Okay. I, I just figure that she would feel clean after every shower, but well, but it was <laughs> but it is in London. Like it's not like a random generic city that they made up. It is London, right? So there's just tiny little nuggets throughout, and that's why it makes it such a hard discussion. And I'd actually really appreciate if people that find things that we didn't quite bring up um, are willing to share those with us. Definitely reach out and share those. We'd really appreciate it because otherwise, how are we supposed to know? Well, I think this is one of those videos that the more you watch it, the more things you pick up on. Yeah, like um, when when Trinity had her helmets on, and did you notice there were three numbers on on the various helmets because there were three of her. There are different numbers. Yes. Oh, I only saw the eighty nine. Eighty nine was in the middle, and do you know what else they had? Thirteen. No. Oh. Eighty eight. Woo woo. Was it counting? Was it like eighty eight, eighty nine, ninety? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. But eighty nine was in the middle. Yeah, but eighty eight is my year, so. What I'm up, sure Taylor? that was for you. That was that was. Thank you, Taylor. I appreciate have, it. I appreciate uh, it. She should have had a a, a fourth person that had ni- ninety one for me, but then her name couldn't have been Trinity. It would have been like quantity quad, quad, and that's not as cute. <laughs> no, definitely not. What else about this video? I feel like we're missing stuff. Um. There was that one part. I don't know. I'm just going to sound dumb when I say things like that was cool. And then this happened and then that was cool. But there was that one time when Taylor walked through a wall and that was cool. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it is cool. So, I mean, what have we what have we covered then? We covered the storyline, the themes, 
probably empowerment and reinvention. Yeah. I mean, do you see any other major themes? Um, I mean, you got teamwork, camaraderie, friendship, all those other ones. Um, hmm. What else? Then the storyline very closely follows the storyline of 1989. Right. Where and the visuals of it. Taylor has a realization after a bad thing happens to her and then reinvents herself. And Kendrick is part of that reinvention. Mm-hmm. He's like her god talking to her in her headphones as she avoids the paparazzi. He is her fairy godfather. Okay. <laughs> Remember, if you go back, uh, I mean, we're at the end of May now, right? Or mid-May? Yeah, mid-May. Mid-May. If you go all the way back to our Christmas episode, you remember we did uh, a, a, a Swiftmas story and or, and, or Swiftmas Carol or whatever it's oh, called. Oh, yeah. And we had, we had the ghost of Swiftmas past, present, and future. And the ghost of Swiftmas future was Kendrick Lamar. That was Played you. very well by Adam. And then Sammy was Meredith, and st- what was St- Steve? I oh, think he was one of the ghosts. No, Steve was like like the Bah Humbug Scrooge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Maybe okay. I did something. I think I did something. What? Okay, but the- oh, I was her grandmother. That's what happened. Okay, okay. Well, I was the ghost of Christmas Future. I was playing Kendrick Lamar, who was the or ghost of Swiftmas Future. Sorry. Um, and so he guided Taylor into the future. I think that was like a psychic vision was, when we were planning was, that episode. It was foreshadowing and we didn't even know it. <laughs> it happened on accident. So Kendrick Lamar, I, I feel bad cause I don't know a lot about him. I don't know a lot about his music. What I do know is that he has a couple of verses in this new bad blood remix that we can take a look yes. at. And we're going to do our best to analyze these because, like I said, I don't have a lot of background knowledge on Kendrick Lamar. So. I don't really have a lot of background knowledge in rap, period. So if you know things that we don't say or you have thoughts, please share um, because I would love to be educated. Okay, so rap, rap's roots go back to New York City with uh, 1979 when Rapper's Delight came out. Was this true? Yeah, actually. Oh, okay. It is. Um, I'm trying to blank on who. It- <laughs> so rappers, uh, delight. I'm googling right now. No, this is uh, this is honest truth. The Sugar Hill Gang. That's who it was. Released in 1979. I told they you they invented rap in 1979. It technically wasn't rap. I actually watched a very interesting interview literally yesterday. Uh, it's a weird coincidence about the origins of hip hop, and apparently it went late 60s, early 70s. Which is is arguable because the guy was arguing that hip hop is a culture and rap yeah. is a rap style. So rap, I think, essentially was invented by the Sugar Hill Gang in 1979 when they did Rapper's Delight. So, do you know it? Do you know the song? Can you rap it? You want me? You want me to like? I can't play it, but it's the one that's like hip hop, hip hip. Oh, hit, I know that. Hop, you don't stop the rock till the bang bang. That one, yeah. I I don't know the words. It's a bunch of noise, really. But um, I'll have to listen to it later. Now that now that we're slightly off topic, we're back on Kendrick Lamar, who is in fact a rapper, which means he descended from these guys. So I guess it is kind of relevant. <laughs> Nowadays we rapping to stay relevant. Um, uh, what's that from? <laughs> wait, no, that's is that that's B O B. Nowadays we rapping to stay is relevant. Is it? We rapping to stay relevant. Um, B O B. It is oh, airplanes. It's airplanes. Um. I knew it was B.O.B. I'm glad I I'm glad I accidentally did that because I, I that was something a point I wanted to bring up that last time Taylor did this uh, was when she did a song with B.O.B. which was actually on B.O.B.'s album she did why am I drawing a blank on the name fill me in both of uh, us both of us it will be interesting to see because I know B.O.B.'s uh, fandom didn't really take kindly to Taylor being in a song so I wonder what Kendrick Lamar's people yes will think that is what I was going to point out is one of the things we did talk about on the episode where we discussed that and analyzed that song is the fact that Taylor's fans very openly embraced B.O.B. and started listening to his other music as well B.O.B.'s fans were like snooty McSnooters <laughs> and McSnooters. they were like they were like, ew, why are you doing a song with Taylor Swift? I'm sure they sound just like that. <laughs> if they're going to insult my girl Taylor, then they get they sound like that. All yeah, right. yeah, you're right. That's how it is. Um, So that was very similar, except for the fact that it was B.O.B.'s song. But I say similar in the sense like Taylor did the chorus, B.O.B. rapped the verses. Right. So, so same structure. And like you were pointing out, it's going to be interesting to see how Kendrick's fans take mm-hmm. to 
Taylor because Taylor's fans have already very openly embraced Kendrick Lamar and this song because at the time of this recording this new version of Bad Blood is already up to number five in the iTunes store Mm -hmm. top 10 so I'd imagine it'll hit number one at some point I would think if I had to guess um but obviously Taylor's fans are taking to this song I mean I bought it while I was still at the Billboard Awards dedication dedication and i just really 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 liked it that much (laughs) so let's look at kendrick's contributions now his first verse i'm not gonna lie like diane and i the reason we have to record this episode so late is because we were sitting trying to research what all this means we we were googling like we was on d like doc what is doc we were like typing it in urban dictionary before you get confusing before you make it confusing let's get let's read off the lyrics here so so kendrick's verse um after taylor does the chorus because you know this song opens with baby we got bad blood yeah okay um was kendrick starts rapping i can't take it back look where i'm at we was on d like doc remember that um, so those are the first two lines of his verse. I understand what he means. Like, we was on D like DOC, remember that? I don't know what D like DOC means, but looking at the context, it means something like, we were on remember good terms. when we were friends, remember when we were, like, best friends. Um, if someone knows what DOC is, please tell me. <laughs> what does DOC mean? Please, somebody help us. We don't know. Um, I also want to pull up, while we're here sitting on Google, pull up the original uh, lyrics here. So you've got, you know, did you have to do this? I was thinking you could be trusted. Uh, Did you have to ruin what was shining? Now it's all rusted. So are you saying that Kendrick Lamar translated Taylor's verse into rap? Not necessarily. (laughs) Because one of the big questions, and this is one of my problems why I said it hurts that I don't have background information on Kendrick, is I can't tell if he is essentially rewriting the original Bad Blood lyrics into rap lyrics or if he wrote these for himself. And it's supposed to be his story tied in with Taylor's story. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, if it's... I mean, at, uh, this theme of being stabbed by someone that you thought you could trust is is very common. Like, I'm uh, like, unfortunately, that happens to people at least once in their life, you know. So I'm sure this is something that he can relate to if he wrote these. I don't know who wrote them. Like I said, we don't know a lot about Kendrick Lamar. Um, we should do a follow up. The next time we record, if we learn anything. Yeah, if 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 is a big question. Um, I don't know how many people in our own audience are rap experts and rap historians and whatever. But um, that's kind of what we're taking it to mean, though. Do you like DOC? Remember that is basically like saying, "Remember when we were good? When we were when we were cool? When we got along?" And then it goes into my TLC was quite od. Id my facts. Now POV of you and me, similar Iraq. Now TLC, I knew that one. Tender love and care. Tender love and care, assuming that's how he means it. OD being overdose and ID my facts, probably check my facts. Identify so, my facts, yeah. So I think that's basically, if, if I had to interpret this, I would basically try and think it's like my love was like huge. I had a lot of love for you. Now I got to check my facts. Like It used to be mad love. Is that what he's translating? <laughs> you know what used to be? Yes. Mad love. I, so when he says... So take a I look what you've fa- done. Check my facts. Yeah. He did. He's translating <laughs> this. He's translating this into rap. That's cool. <laughs> I dig it. Cool. So now point of view of you and me, similar Iraq. So he's just talking about like this is like war. Yeah. He's basically... That's the point of view now is this is war. I don't hate you, but I hate to critique overrate you. I don't know about this. Yeah, I can't tell because as far as I know, I don't know, saying Taylor's a very forgiving person and the the subject of bad blood seems to be the one person she isn't quite that forgiving with. I mean, well, at least not when she wrote the song, she wasn't ready to forgive that person. Who knows how she feels now? Um, We obviously don't know. Oh, wait. What? Now POV of you and me. So the point of view of you and me, similar Iraq. I think he's addressing our perspective as fans, like every outsider, that we see it as this massive war. Now the point of view of you and me is similar to, okay. 
So the point of view of you and me is similar to a giant war. So maybe it's clarifying saying I don't hate this person, but I hate to critique overrate you. I think, see, that's hard to read because I remember when I was like actually listening to this, it made a little more sense. This I don't hate you, but I hate to critique overrate you. Um, I don't know. Can, I, can I pass? More, yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> let's pass. Let's pass the ball to a listener. And they can pass. Let us know. So these beats of a dark heart use bass lines to replace you. So beats of a dark heart. I like that because it's sort of music. using music, but to create sort of visual in your mind. You Same get this with dark bass lines image too. Bass, well, the bass lines to replace you could be literal because if you're going on the theory, which is... I, I don't know. It's it's a fairly well-known theory. Don't do it. Don't do it. That a particular person stole Taylor's dancers from her Red Tour. Um, bass lines to replace you could be Taylor taking a shot at the dancers who betrayed her and actually took that offer and left her in the middle of the tour because now she has literal bass lines. She actually has the band where those dancers should be. I don't know if that's true, though. No? I see it as, so, these beats of a dark heart use bass lines to replace you. Maybe it's just the process of writing the song. So, she's using the the beats of her heart that has been hurt by what happened and then uses music oh. to sort of, like, replace the space in her heart that was for this person, but now it's taken up by this... Not hatred, but this um, dark anger, heart. Dark the, heart. The, yeah. The beats, the beats in there took that place in her heart. The beats of a dark mm-hmm. heart use bass lines to replace you. Oh my gosh, that's the healing process taking place. Where she? That's a visual <laughs> of the healing process. You have the beats of a dark heart, the heart that's filled with hatred. We're talking about Taylor's heart right so now. Interesting. She hates. Sh- yeah. Sh- she hates <laughs> this person. Stop. Stop. Sorry. She hates this person. She has a dark heart right now, and then she's using the bass line to to replace it's the music that's that's filling that void that darkness the music is filling the darkness and bringing light into her heart again i don't again. know if i don't know if you can go so far as to say bringing light into the heart again cuz i don't see that written down but it's her healing process she's writing a song okay dear let's move on to the next part how dare you cut me off i was on to something there all right, take time to erase you. Love don't hear no more. No, I don't fear no more. Better yet, respect ain't quite sincere no more. See, I told you, that's the healing process. That last line was the healing process. And now take time and erase you. Love don't hear you no more. This is where she's finally clean. I think it's more like she's just ignoring this person or uh, Kendrick is or whoever. Take time and erase you so they're getting rid of this person from their mind. Love don't hear no more so they don't have love for this person. No, I don't fear no more. I'm not afraid of you. Better yet, respect ain't quite, quite sincere no more. So it's almost like they're faking respect for this person that they don't like. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's... It's not really pretty. Healing. Well, that last it's, part is pretty straightforward. Better yeah. yet, respect ain't quite sincere I don't no more. think you can say that this is... that this has to do with healing it's just like you're just like it's moving past moving past but not necessarily like i forgive you it's all jolly good fun now oh jolly good jolly good (laughs) all right so that that was the first verse on to the second verse right yes this was a little bit easier to understand because it didn't have a bunch of like acronyms that we don't know what they stand for like doc we was d like doc I, I googled that and I couldn't find anything. Yeah, I. Whatever. Maybe only Kendrick <laughs> Lamar knows. Only Kendrick. And Taylor Swift. Kendrick, we need you here on Taylor Talk with us, please, please, sir, come join us. Let us know what you're talking about. All right, on to that second verse though. Remember when you tried to write me off? Remember when you thought I'd take a loss? Don't you remember you thought I would need you? Follow procedure. Remember. Oh, wait, you got amnesia. I like that line. Yeah. Why is that? Oh, it's, it's just funny. It's like, oh, you don't remember? Oh, you must, you know, have lost your mind. It's just sort of like, it is sarcastic about this betrayal. Like, oh, you forgot we were friends, I guess. I'm sorry, I just had a thought that was not 
quite on topic, but somewhat on topic. That's fine. It doesn't matter. Because I was just thinking back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago as to whether or not these verses were written by Kendrick to express his own thoughts and feelings versus keeping to the original theme and meaning of the song, which was Taylor's story. And it occurred to me, thinking back to B.O.B.'s Both of Us that Taylor did with him, that was B.O.B.'s song that he originally wrote and that Taylor added to. And that song still held true to B.O.B.'s meaning and his story that he was trying to tell. So in in this sense, if it is, in fact, a a similar setup, then it's probably just Kendrick supporting Taylor telling her story. Okay. I just just had that thought. Um, and, and thought I would share. So back back to those lyrics. So remember when you tried to write me off? Remember when you thought I'd take a loss? What what do these all mean? Um, ju- I think it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Straightforward. So write me off. You tried to. Yeah, I mean it's a friend or who she thought was a friend being, just being like, eh, who needs you anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then you thought I would need ya. It, it, I mean, if it is about this hev- heavily rumored person, they at one point in time actually were in fact more popular than Taylor. Not so much the case anymore. Um, never and in my heart. Never in my heart either. But that type of success can in fact lead to a misconception like, oh, you'll need me. A little yeah. bit, a little bit of arrogance. So. Uh huh. Um, where where are we at? Follow procedure. Here? Remember, oh wait, you got amnesia. I mean, I think that's also pretty straightforward. Follow procedure. The way I interpret that is that it's just following the um sort of common conduct conduct mm-hmm. in the music industry. Yeah, that's a good word. Common conduct, just sort of what's expected and professional respect. Really, I think is what that is. And then, oh wait, you got amnesia. Just. I, you know, something I do like about Kendrick's version here is it gets a little bit sassy. It actually sort starts to take shots at the other person a little bit, a little, oh, a little punchier. It's a little oh, bit punchier. Yeah. And and particularly in the next several lines, you've got it was my season for battle wounds, battle scars, body bumped, bruised, stabbed in the back. There's that backstabbing theme mm-hmm. again. Uh, brimstone, fire jumping through. Still, all my life, I got money and power. And you gotta live with the bad blood now. So what in what I think he's saying in these uh, last couple lines is just that yeah, this person had been through a lot in this time in their life, but they still have money and power, which you know to a lot of people are the best things you can have. And then all this bad person has is just bad blood, like they're just the the bad person. So you're saying that he's basically, he's describing the Taylor character? Yeah. That's your opinion there? Or himself. I mean, this this problem can happen to a lot of people. I don't think, you know, it's not just about Taylor. Yes. It's applicable in multiple situations. Yes. Right. So um, I, I, think that, I think that's it, you know? I think you hit the nail on the head with those ones. Like I said, the, these lyrics were a lot more straightforward to and yeah, decipher. But there's one thing I have to say. So what's really cool is uh, the second to last line when he says, still all my life I got money and power, is a line from one of his songs called Backstreet Freestyle, which is the song that Taylor likes to listen to when she's being chased by paparazzi. And he says it the way he says the line in Bad Blood sounds exactly like Backstreet Freestyle. So when so when I heard him say that, it jumped out to me immediately, and I got really excited. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, ah, I see what you did there. (laughs) Well, I think looking deeper at that line too, something that stood out to me was his specific use of the word power. Because the whole I got money and power thing, that's much more rap than it is Taylor style. Yeah. Particularly the money thing. Mm -hmm. Like, Taylor doesn't really sing about that. She never does. No, never. There's no need to, really. But, um, you know, from a Taylor perspective, the word power is what stands out to me because going back again, yet again, yet again, yet again, everything goes back to this theme of reinvention. It's realizing what you actually have inside of you and what this character, whether it be Kendrick or Taylor, have inside of them is they have the power to 
decide whether or not to let someone else hurt them. Yeah, and it's also just a display of confidence, too, just to say that you have money and power, like, you've still got it, you're still in charge. You know, you're not a weak person. Right. Isn't there an Eleanor Roosevelt quote about, like, the only way someone can hurt you is if you let them? Uh, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. That's the one. I remember that because it's in Princess Diaries. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Weirdo. It's not weird. I bet you there are at least five people that were like, me too. Huh? All right. Well, that that's that part there. And then there is another part that Kendrick injected himself into. And that was at the at the bridge where Taylor, you know, goes, band-aids don't fix bullet holes. That whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, And he sort of sneaks in the back there and says, you forgive, you forget, but you never let it go. That's interesting because when I hear the phrase, let it go. You think of Frozen? I do think of Frozen. Uh, Well, what I was going to say was that it makes me think of forgetting. And I don't understand how you can forget, but then never let it go. Does that mean um, you don't you don't lose the feeling, or the feeling of betrayal, or this is something that you always have to live with in the back of your mind? I think it's, I don't know, if I had to interpret it, I'd say you forgive, you forget is just a surface emotion. It's not the deep emotion. Okay. It's like what's happening outwardly, like acting like, because wasn't there something, what were we talking about earlier about the fakeness? There was something about- You got um, amnesia? No, 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 not the amnesia. I think it might have been in the first verse. Oh, uh, respect ain't quite sincere no more. Saying that the respect ain't quite sincere no more. And so it's like you have this public appearance like you forgive and forget, but really you don't actually oh. ever let it go. Okay. All right, that makes sense. For the record, it's not healthy to hold on to things like that. It causes stress, undue stress says adam the certified therapist the uncertified therapist (laughs) i'm like the little girl in peanuts you know the one that always uh talks to the other characters the one that is not a licensed what are you charlie brown yeah but what does she look like like a little girl i don't know she she have? forget it no it's because it's different there's that one girl that with the with the dark hair that makes that little boy always miss his football remember that yeah charlie brown is the one she pulls the football out from under but it's been so long um, since i've seen that okay anyway so i am not a licensed therapist in fact um so i don't know was there anything else to that song that was everything that kendrick added obviously we've already done a bad blood analysis i probably should have looked up that episode number for you so i could refer to it if you guys want in fact i'm gonna do it right now that would have been nice of you adam if you would if you would do that for the people um I'm just trying to stall while you look for it. Google is my best friend. Episode 171. There you go. So taylortalk.org slash episode 171 is where you're going to find the original Bad Blood song analysis. This is obviously, we're not doing the whole song. We're just doing Kendrick's parts along with the music video, which was phenomenal. Um, I That's that's that, guys. I I don't oh, know what to know say what because we can, it's... Do, do we want to rate it? Do we want to p- throw in a little critiques? Because we just pretty much told every. We just kind of said what happened and said things that were cool. Do we want to do... we want to go anything like that? I, what do you mean by critiques? I don't have critiques because I love this. I love it. I love it. I'm in love. The only thing for me is I think she had one too many cameos. It seemed like cameo stuffed where it's like i feel like it could have been more powerful if maybe she had less people because every character was was shown so quickly and i i don't know i mean it was really cool but I felt like it was a little busy. We're going to have to agree to disagree on that because okay. I see the purpose of all of those. Because if you look at the theme of the, the video again, it comes all... back to the empowerment and her friends supporting her and yeah, things. That, that's really time, the underlying theme. Can you really put all your friends in a video? Not all of her friends were even there. Like she could have picked like like a like a I don't know, like a core five or something. And had them. I don't know. I'm just saying it seemed busy. I think it was fun. I guess you could be right. There were some that I didn't quite understand because she did have her friends and things. But then she had the one you keep asking me about, Cindy Crawford. You're like, who's Cindy Crawford? Who's Cindy Crawford? Sorry. 
You keep asking. Um, I, I mean, honestly, I have, I, I, I saw that was mentioned somewhere, but yeah, I, didn't I haven't really got a clue why her. she was there unless she's someone Taylor looks up and to I as a powerful woman. I didn't know Taylor was friends with Jessica Alba. I mean, it was really cool that she's in the video. Um, I didn't know they were friends. Yeah, that was another one that I was like, huh? Why wasn't Lord in the video? Um, because she's too awkward and goofy to do an action video. <laughs> have you seen taylor swift dance she's also awkward and goofy and she pulled it off oh taylor rocked this video yeah. she was an action star don't say lord can't do it because she's awkward and goofy maybe she had a conflicting schedule then that's what my friend told me who's a very big lord fan well how about that yeah all right so video diane if you had to rank it on a scale of one to 13 where would you rank it and why i would give it a 10 out of 13 what I would give it a no, 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 absolutely not. This is a part of the the episode where Adam just yells at me. Not allowed. Name a single Taylor video that's better than this one. Blank space. Wrong. Really? Wrong. Really. False. What? False. Blank space is amazing. Explain yourself, Diane. I, right now. I just thought there were too many people on it. So you give it a 10? Yeah, I docked points for being it for it being too busy. That's but ridiculous. Everyone was super hot and it made me want to work out and wish that I was Kara. You're absurd. Absurd. Perfect 13 out of 13. All you do is give everything Because this is a 13 out of 13. It's because there is not a single video she has ever done that's better than this one. This is the only video that I've ever actually watched more than once. That's because all the girls are hot. No, that's not. It's because it's an actual movie. It's a miniature movie. It has a story to it. It's phenomenal. It's not just like... It still could have had a story if there were less characters. That do, that's no reason to give it a 10. Maybe yeah, a 12. Maybe a 12 if you want to do that. There wasn't enough time to focus on things that I thought needed more focus. I wanted to see more Kara. You'll see plenty of her in Paper Towns when it comes out soon. It's different. Oh, relax yourself. <laughs> relax yourself. She it's a perfect 13 Tucker. out of 13. All right. So, again, now ranking the song itself, this new remix with Kendrick Lamar on a scale of 1 to 13, where 1 is atrocious and 13 is <laughs> off the charts amazing. I give that a 13 out of 13. About time. Because it's badass. 13s. 13s all around. Booyah. Now are you happy? Now I'm happy. Okay. Because you gave it a 13. It is phenomenal. I On the way home from the Billboard Awards, I, I had it um, on repeat on my car the whole way home. Oh. Yeah. I did that. All right, guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed our uh, little bit of, of coverage here on the Bad Blood music video and the new remix, which was total unexpected and awesome surprise. Uh, you know, like I said, and like we both said earlier in the episode, if you guys have additional opinions, please send them in. There's so many different ways you guys can contact us. They're all at taylortalk.org slash contact. Um, some of the preferred methods are tweeting us at taylortalk13. Uh, odds are your opinion is going to be a little bit longer. So great way to reach out to us is podcast at taylortalk.org. Although right now they're about like 50 or so. You can also unread email us on our own with our name at taylortalk.org. Diane at taylortalk.org or Adam at taylortalk.org. Those work too. You can also email Steve and Sammy too. I mean, that would be fine. You, you can, but they're not here for this episode. So it wouldn't really be useful. Something like that. Yes. It's always useful to email Steve or Sammy. Okay. Like, I, I don't even know what to say to that. Um, all right. So email anybody. Those are some great ways to contact us. There are a variety of other ways as well. If those don't work for you at taylortalk.org slash contact. Um, not much. Well, not much. Actually, something huge is coming up in Taylor's schedule. What is it, Diane? Well, Taylor Swift is going to Louisiana on Wednesday, May 20th. And that's where the 1989 World Tour will continue. Woohoo! 1989 World in Tour. In a city that we have debated long on how to pronounce. I believe last episode I said Bossier City. And we learned that that was incorrect. No, I, I looked it up in the dictionary and I listened to one of those things that pronounces it for you. And apparently it's like Bossier City. Yeah, and that's what someone we know from Texas said too, Bossier. And we we're like, well, that's that's how you say it. We were pronouncing every letter. Boss E-er. <laughs> <laughs> Boss E-er. 
It's like the Budweiser commercial. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Budweiser. Boss eater. So it's Bozier? Bozier. Bozier City, City, guys. That is where Taylor's going to be on May 20th and continuing the 1989 tour. Like uh, like Diane said, I'm very, very excited about it. I'm very curious to see if it differs at all from uh, her Rock and Rio performance, which, like I said, was supposedly the full 1989 set plus a lot of uh, beer and marijuana. Not not by Taylor, though. No, 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 no. <laughs> Taylor was neither drinking nor smoking. Um, the people in the crowd is what I... And referring to Ed Sheeran came out as a special guest and they sang um, Tenor C. C. Uh, did now we can't. Hey, first special guest on the 1989 tour. I know. It's one we predicted. Go us. We predicted this? Yeah, when we were doing a 1989 tour episode, we were talking like, what special oh, guest was Oh, that was the episode I was not on. Yeah, good job. You already got one right. Yeah, I feel like Ed um, Sheeran was kind of a given, though. There is. I'm trying. Is there a full video of that on YouTube? Of the, do you know of them singing? Um, because I filmed <laughs> it, but I did not upload it. I don't know because I filmed something, a song that Taylor performed live for the first time that was not part of the Tokyo set list, and I'm keeping it spoiler free for right now. And that got taken down for copyright by YouTube, so yeah, I don't so know what I'm you're going to find. To upload it. Um, but maybe I can put it on the Taylor Talk Facebook page. They're not going to delete that, right? I don't know. I could try, and if you want to see it, it will be there. Well, that's Facebook.com slash TaylorTalk13, guys. Depending on when you're listening, it may or may not have been taken down. Um, But we'll at least try and get that to you, and it'll be a good time. So before we wrap up, just a couple special shout-outs and thank yous over on on the iTunes. The iTunes. The iTunes Store. We have Pikachu Chick 28 and Beach True Music who gave us five-star reviews. Yay, Yay, thank you. So Pikachu Chick said, I never thought I would ever be so in love with a podcast before I tried Taylor Talk. It totally helps me understand Taylor's songs. And overall, it's just amazing in all caps. Oh, thank you so much. I love you, Pikachu. I don't believe these are real people. They're fake. Someone's playing a joke on us by being nice. No. Well, the other one, interestingly enough, Beach True Music, also said good explanations on her lyrics, talks of great fun. So I'm glad that we're actually pulling through with this. Something you guys don't know about. I don't know if I should reveal this or not. Wait, do I know about this? Yeah. What do what did I do? You guys you guys are being English assized. English assized. Yeah, what we do on this we're show. We're trying, is, we're practicing on you actually. We're we're <laughs> we're practicing. We're gonna be So I got a job teaching sixth grade English next year. Yay. Woo Yeah. So we're just practicing. Adam is still trying to find a job. Adam's finding a job, but he did actually complete the requirements to become a licensed teacher. Who would have yes. thunk it? Uh, who would have thought? And do you know what? Here's a fun fact for you guys. During my student teaching uh, this past semester, I actually did teach a lesson using Mean and the Mean Music video. It was part of an overall bullying unit. And, so- and you said that uh, that students in the classroom, this was 11th grade, um, students in the classroom who don't normally participate participated in the mean lesson. Oh, they sure did. That was like the best lesson ever. So obviously Taylor Swift is just just is awesome and was able to get well, kids well, to this learn. Well, this, this is why it was fun, right? Yeah. Because do you know what I actually did? Was basically ran a Taylor Talk song analysis discussion in a classroom, and that was the lesson. I don't know if I could do that with my sixth graders. I don't of course know. you could. Maybe. I'll have to experiment. Holy cow, is that the time? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Beach True Music, and also Pikachu Chick for leaving those great reviews on iTunes. Guys, that is the best way you can let us know how you're doing. Those are extremely, extremely valuable to us, and I'll tell you why. Because it is your way of not only giving us feedback, but also letting other people in the community know uh, how we're doing and and things of that sort. So definitely, uh, if you feel the kindness in your heart, leave us an honest review on there and let us know. If you love us, love us. If you don't love us, um, don't just tell us you hate us, but offer constructive feedback on, on what we can be doing better for you guys to make it a better show for you. Uh, shortcut link to get to our iTunes page, you can go to taylortalk.org slash iTunes. 
and that will take you directly to our iTunes page. You can leave us a review there and some feedback. That would be phenomenal. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to the last almost hour of us rambling about the new Bad Blood. And it Blood. was just us, too. I know. Imagine this is that. the most Diane's ever talked. That's because there's nobody else here to talk. <laughs> so when you don't talk, I have to fill the You got to speak up. I have to. <laughs> All right, guys. Again, thank you so much for listening in. Please reach out to us with any comments, concerns, questions, opinions. Love chatting with you guys. For episode 183 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast, this has been the Bad Blood Kendrick Lamar Remix Special Edition. My name is Adam. And I'm Diane. And we're saying bye, guys. We'll see you all next time. Bye. See ya. See you. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.